It's Friday, March 26, 2021, and this is What's the Point? On the show this week, the state of health care in the city of Brampton and an announcement from Premier Doug Ford. This is a great day for everyone here in Brampton and throughout Peel Region because as sure as I'm standing here today, we're building a new hospital for the people of Brampton. This hospital will include over 250 new patient beds. It will include a 24-7 emergency department. This will be an amazing state-of-the-art healthcare facility. To talk about it, along with this week's virtual in-studio guest, is this week's host, Sam Graywell. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We are going to be talking today about Brampton's healthcare situation and plans for a new hospital. A lot of uncertainty. There was a big announcement this week from the province. Doug Ford and his PC government, they dropped the 2021 budget on Wednesday. It did make an announcement about uh, a new wing for Peel Memorial to turn it into a full-service hospital. The D Details were pretty sketchy, but we just found out some more information today. We have Chris Baynar with us today as our guest. We're really happy to have Chris with us. He's the co-founder of Citizens for a Better Brampton. He's lived in Brampton for about 20 years. Chris, you've been following the hospital situation, Peel Memorial and Brampton Civic, but you've really advocated for phase two of Peel Memorial, a proper phase two transformation to make it a full service hospital. I'm not going to get into all the background about how how dire Brampton's healthcare situation is. It's basically a crisis. Uh, the city even last year declared a healthcare emergency. We don't have to go over all of that ground, but can you tell me, Chris, you just heard the Ford announcement today in Brampton detailing some of what's in store for Peel Memorial with the phase two plan. What did you hear? What are your concerns? Well, thank you for having me, Sen. Um, it's great to be here. I was a little bit surprised, actually, right now, because yesterday's official press release uh, from the city of Brampton basically said 90 to 100 beds. Didn't specify what type of beds they're going to be, whether they're complex care or long-term care or acute beds. And then we just, just hear right now from the uh, press conference that it's now 250 beds. Again, no details as to what type of beds, but definitely a, a huge um, a difference from yesterday. And I think one of the pieces of information that was, was not very well communicated in the city of Brampton press release yesterday was whether or not that 90 to 100 bed reference was specifically for Peel Memorial, it, it seemed what the city of Brampton was referring to was the capacity that might be opened up at Brampton Civic as a result of the phase two expansion of Peel Memorial. But anyway, we now know that it's 250 beds, but like you said, we don't know exactly when Brampton will see those 250 additional beds. For example, we don't know if phase two of Peel Memorial will open with all 250 beds. We know with Brampton Civic, it was supposed to open with more than 600 beds. It only opened with a portion of that because of cost overruns. And Brampton Civic didn't end up getting its full complement of beds, what had been promised, what had been budgeted for, for more than a decade. In fact, it was only a few years ago that Civic added the full 
complement of beds to give Brampton what what had originally been promised back in the early 2000s. Are you concerned with this phase two announcement? Not only do we not know the breakdown of the beds, you know, how many for ICU, how many for, like you said, complex care, how many will be part of the acute care complement? Are you also concerned that maybe they're saying 250 beds, but without an MOU, a memorandum of understanding, without anything on paper between William Osler, the health system that manages Peel Memorial, we don't really know if that 250 bed figure will be part of the original opening of this new wing. Did you share that concern? Um, definitely. Um, by the way, it took almost like you're right. It almost took a decade to open up the full complement of beds at Brampton Civic Hospital. Tell me what other hospital in Canada took a decade to get its promised beds to start off with. So yeah, definitely a concern. Hopefully this time it's going to be different. Hopefully, as Premier Doug Ford has mentioned, he's listening and he's listened to the residents of Brampton that uh, you know we're not going to accept broken promises again. It wouldn't make any sense not to do all 250 beds at once because what are you going to do, phase in this addition as well? The only way to do it is to have one phase now to transform this existing integrated center for health and wellness, as, as it's known, into a full-service hospital to offer the same level of services one would expect at Brampton Civic minus the cancer center. And, and Chris, one of the things that I'm I'm concerned about is that right now Brampton is short approximately 800 beds just to meet the minimum benchmark, the average number of beds per capita in Ontario. Brampton's less than half of that rate or that number per capita right now. And with an addition of 250 beds, it it closes that gap. But by the time this wing opens up, like let's say it's seven, eight years, for example, they say they might start construction in 2023. Usually that means they won't start it until 2024. And then if it takes a few years, possible delays, who knows? But let's say 2027, 2028, you're looking at between then and now, probably close to 100,000 more residents are gonna will, will have moved into Brampton by then. Brampton's adding about 14 to 15 15,000 new residents a year. That's been the rate roughly that we've seen. So if we're in a situation where by the time this wing opens up, we're no further ahead because it's only made up for the population growth between now and then, do we actually need either either a much larger expansion? The footprint for, for Peel Memorial can certainly hold, it, it could easily accommodate six, 700 beds, be uh, a, a primary care hospital, a full service hospital like Brampton Civic, you know, approximately the same size. Why not do something like that? Why not in the city center, if you're going to make this investment, bring in five, six, 700 beds? You know, we know the size of the hospital in Vaughan that's just been built. We know Oakville's hospital that opened a few years ago. Again, another massive facility. Why not do the same thing in the city center for Brampton instead of this piecemeal approach? You're you're 100% uh, correct, San. Doing something larger will definitely meet the future needs uh, of our growing population. There's also talk of third facility. You know, planning better start happening pretty soon on that as well once the northwest section of our city becomes more developed because we're going to definitely need a third facility at some point. But realistically, that's 10 to 15 years away at least. 
So it makes perfect sense to put all your uh, eggs in one basket here and try to make Peel Memorial as large as possible and uh, to accommodate the growing needs of our community. Yesterday was 90 to 100. All of a sudden it's 250. You're right. We definitely, you know, there's a CBC article today that says Brampton needs 800 beds. And, you know, this hasn't stopped. Well, we, we reported that. <laughs> we, we reported that long before the CBC. <laughs> well, I was reading the CBC today. But uh, just our neighbors to the south, the Trillium Health Partners, they already have 1,100 beds in their three facilities. And before the election, uh, the Liberal government announced a 500-bed expansion to Trillium Health, which I believe is in this budget document as well. They're basically rolling that over. So Trillium Health Partners is going to have close to 1,600 beds in their three facilities. So yeah, 250 additional beds in Brampton is great, but it, it still takes us to maybe to half the provincial average, right? So from a cost-effective standpoint, if they had just built Peel Memorial from day one uh, as a much larger facility, we could have saved hundreds of millions of dollars of tax dollars than doing this piecemeal approach. Like Brampton Civic, it, had, it, it didn't have its full complement of hospital beds from day one. It kind of grew as the need arose, but you could have built a very bigger facility from day one and grew grew into it. It's much more cost effective that way. And again, my concern is that this is more of a political move. You know, you've got Brampton Mayor Patrick Brown, who's a political animal, and and frankly, I, I'm not convinced that he cares about anything other his, than his own political ambitions. You've got the Ford government and the PCs. We know they've already been posturing ahead of next year's election. They've, they've started to ramp up a lot of campaign-style rhetoric. So I'm very concerned that between people like Brown and Ford, who, yeah, I'm sorry, I, I just have not seen any evidence that they really care about Brampton, that they have you know the same concerns for the safety and the well-being and, and the treatment of Brampton residents, you know, to keep them safe, to protect them, to give them adequate health care. I don't know that they have the same approach to that that, say, residents or some of the council members or advocates like you, Chris, who are looking out for the greater good of your community. I, I just don't know that I've seen any evidence that Mr. Brown, Mr. Ford, uh, other people in the provincial government, other people that are stakeholders, I, I hate to say it, William Osler. I, I've never seen any evidence that they're particularly concerned and prioritize Brampton. I see Etobicoke and, and William Osler's Etobicoke General Hospital getting all kinds of attention. You know, we know that its expansion was fully funded by Mr. Ford, who happens to live in Etobicoke, and he's basically a legend, and the Ford family dynasty is centered in Etobicoke. Was it a coincidence that Etobicoke General's expansion was given full funding as soon as Doug Ford was elected and it, it and it was greenlit before Peel Memorial. And now I look at the 250 beds for phase two of Peel Memorial and I think, well, wait a second. Is this going to be the way people like Patrick Brown and Doug Ford say, oh, okay, we've done what we needed to do. We gave you something. Don't cry. Vote for us next time. Look at what we've done. When in fact, it's like, look, this is a fraction. This is probably, by the time this wing opens up, it'll probably be about one-fifth of the number of beds that's actually needed in Brampton. Yet it's going to provide the government and people like Patrick Brown, who knows where he will be by then, but even other politicians, it'll provide them with cover saying, well, we just gave you a hospital. And it's like, well, no, 
you did that as a bit of a stunt. I agree with you. 250 beds is better than nothing. But when you need probably by 10 years from now, you need a thousand beds. The fact is, is that this expansion becomes an excuse to not deliver on those needs. And it sets Brampton in a way even further behind. And I know you sort of commented on that already, Chris. And I, and I know a lot of people don't want to say no or appear that they're not grateful for getting this investment. But I really wonder if, if Brampton and its leaders need to start to move off of this, oh, we'll, we'll, we're happy with whatever you give us. We're talking about taxpayers. They contribute their tax dollars to Queen's Park. It's not like this is a gift. If It's not like this is a favor. This was long overdue. Uh, Sam, I, I was very critical yesterday. I was writing all the MPPs, even with most of their staff, saying that, look, we're tired of groveling and begging for our tax dollars. If city staff were to do a study and measure how much tax dollars from the city of Brampton flows into provincial or, or federal coffers and how much we actually get back, I think those numbers would be pretty shocking. And then we always have to beg and grovel politicians to to get those tax dollars back to be reinvested into our community. So yeah, I, I, I hear you. A third facility is definitely something that has to be talked about as well to start the planning process now so we can meet the needs in the next 10 years. Because like you said, population is only going to keep growing. Forecasts for Brampton are 900,000 plus. We're going to need more beds. And uh, yes, this is a much better news announcement today than it was yesterday. Because yesterday, frankly, was unacceptable. There was a lot of swelling opposition yesterday to the announcement from both opposition parties. Although I'm not going to praise the opposition parties too much because uh, the Liberals had plenty of chance to do something as well. But you've got to give it to the NDP. I mean, and Andrea Horwath has been at the forefront of, of Brampton's healthcare crisis for a decade. I mean, the number of times she's visited Brampton, she's held town halls in Brampton, she's advocated the NDP, just this government alone, in this, this term of provincial government, the NDP is the official opposition. They've brought forward two motions to get a new hospital in Brampton that was brought forward by the NDP both times the PC majority they defeated those motions to bring a second or a another full service hospital to Brampton so I agree with you when it comes to the liberals you know what did the liberals do for 15 years same thing right the liberals they trumpeted Brampton Civic for years and it was a disaster they used a triple P public-private partnership you know, model that uh, turned out to be just an utter disaster. It was way over budget. We paid almost $400 million more than we should have for Brampton Civic. And that was actually, it's funny, Jim McCarter, who did an audit of our city finances, was the um, person who did the audit of Brampton Civic P3 arrangement. And he concluded that we, we basically paid overpaid by almost $400 million for what was delivered uh, with Brampton Civic. When the Conservative government took office, Things didn't get off to a very good start. And, and actually, I'll be honest, I voted for the Conservative government this time around. And uh, both the MPPs, I remember the first town hall we had, it was at a library in Mount Pleasant. It was organized by uh, one of these health coalitions that uh, I went and participated. And our two MPPs arrived literally 45 minutes late toward the end of this uh, town hall. Yeah, that's the two PC, the yeah. two PC MPPs. PC, yes. yes, and then the first two votes, like you said, 
that were brought to the um, Queen's Park uh, Legislator Assembly uh, by the NDP, our MPPs didn't even show up for the votes <laughs> or voted against uh, what was good for Brampton. Yeah, so. again, sorry, Chris, I, I, I keep jumping in just because I'm trying to really be fair to the NDP. The, the two yep. PC MPPs didn't didn't show up. So it's, it's just clear to me when you say our MPPs yep. didn't show up, just the, the NDP MPPs are three NDP MPPs. Again, I, I just have to give credit where it's due. That's Sarah correct. Singh, Mr. Yar, Gratton Singh, they've been doing everything they can to advocate, but Amar Jotz Sandu and Prabhmeet Sarkaria, the two PC MPPs, they've done practically nothing. And again, I, I don't want to bang on about that, but I do want to go back to one last point and then we'll wrap this up. And, and I totally agree that the Liberals, they deserve probably more blame than anyone up to this point for the crisis in healthcare in Brampton. They were in power for 15 years. They dined out on Brampton Civic the entire time. There was no initiative to even begin to bring in a second full-service hospital under under the Liberals. They talked about phase two of Peel Memorial. They never put it in a budget. They never signed an MOU. They never pushed forward. Like Peel Memorial's phase two should have been open by now. So so now what the PCs should be talking about is a third full service hospital. And maybe then we could be getting up to the provincial average and a standard of care that doesn't put Brampton residents in harm. And the last point that I'm going to make, Chris, is in terms of the details, we want to find out the timeline. They say 2023. Okay, when will the actual m money be put into the provincial budget for the capital expansion. You know, when will an MOU be signed with William Osler? How much will the city of Brampton, if Osler has to get part of a local share, if the province says, look, you have to come up with 20 to 25% of the capital cost through a local contribution. Chris, have you heard anything that the city of Brampton might be doing? We know they already have 20 million set aside for phase two, but let's say that amount comes to, you know, 68 80, $100 million, whatever it might be. Have you had any indication that Patrick Brown is willing to start collecting a potential local share? He seems allergic to, to raising taxes. He loves jacking up his own mayor's office expenses and looks like he's uh, living high on the public purse, but he seems to expect everyone else to tighten their belt. Have you seen any indication that he's willing to add a levy or a tax increase if the local share uh, is expected by the province? I have not uh, heard anything uh, to date. And, and again, uh, our 0% tax increases, uh, I haven't been a big fan of because our city needs money. And yeah, 0% increases sound great, but you have to keep that investment and revenue coming to have money for projects like this, right? Frankly, though, I really don't want to see any kind of tax levy or property tax increase as this expansion should be funded 100% by the provincial government like they did for Etobicoke. I mean, we had to put 60 million tax dollars aside for phase one and then partially for phase two. And not one tax dollar was uh, increased in Etobicoke for the 250 or $300 million expansion of the Etobicoke campus. So let's be fair here, you know, all this politicking about who gets what, hospitals should be built where they are needed the most. When you have Brampton as probably, like you mentioned, the fastest growing major city in Canada, when you have 
cities like Hamilton having five healthcare facilities or city of London having three large healthcare facilities and you have Brampton <laughs> double or even triple the size of some of these other communities having the one hospital, it doesn't take rocket science to, to figure out where the new hospital is going to be. But yet, like you said, it's been very challenging from our politicians to figure that out. I always like to look at the, the glass uh, half full, Sam. I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, there won't be just this end of planning for Brampton, that Doug Ford and his government will recognize that there is a need for a third facility in our northwest section of our city, and that planning will start for that as well. We'll see what happens. You know, the details still need to be hammered out here, so we'll see what happens. All right, Chris, I'll let you go. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. My last point would be maybe... Brampton should start thinking about what Halton region did a few years ago when they threatened the province and said, look, if you didn't, don't give us transportation infrastructure, public transit infrastructure, like go stations and go parking lots and all kinds of other things that the province needs to fund growth, schools, hospitals, the region of Halton said, we're not going to take any more growth. And maybe Brampton has to start saying to Queen's Park, hey, you know what? You want to ram, you know, 100,000 more people into Brampton, 200,000 more residents into Brampton, three, 400,000. You want to, you know, make it one of the largest cities in the whole country. It's already the ninth largest city. But you know what? If they're not going to provide things like hospitals, Brampton should maybe consider through the region of Peel saying to Queen's Park, hey, look somewhere else to put your population. This week's show is hosted by Sam Graywall, produced by yours truly. Music from Shahed. Check out new episodes of What's the Point weekly here at thepointer.com. I'm Jeff Chalmers. Thank you for listening. See you next time.